year I turned 12. The age where you transfer from boy to man. It's the little things that you remember all your life. First hit, your first kiss, the first time your dad lets you know that he sees you. Well, I still hadn't had the other two, but boy, did that third one feel good. Would you stand up and walk out on? Hey there, Wonderlings. Angela Bowen here, the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. Well, today I am bringing to you Season 1, Episode 16, The Sleepover, which aired March 16th, 2022. In this episode, when Dean learns that Corey's dad, Coach Wong, is in the doghouse, he struggles to keep the secret from his friend. I'm kind of curious what exactly does that mean. Like, usually when someone's in the doghouse, and usually it's always, like, someone's husband. Like, oh, he's in the dog, like, he screwed up or something happened, and you're going to be sleeping on the couch, basically. (laughs) All right, so this episode's got a 7.1 out of 10 based on 74 ratings. See who we got guest starring. Oh, cool! We get Hampton... And I'm just trying to see if there's anyone else that, because we got the usual, you know, we got, we got Kisa, we got Corey, we got Brad, we have Hampton, we have a boy named Gary, played by Jameer Vanga, we have Principal Cartwright, we have Mrs. Hodges, is she back from maternity leave? Good for her. Wait, wasn't that Mrs. Anderson? Okay, I'm so (laughs) confused. Because both these ladies look alike. Okay, I gotta, I gotta check this out because uh, I'm, yeah, oh, let's see. Okay, so uh, Melanie Jeffcoat is Mrs. Anderson. Wait, I want to go back to the first episode and see if that's who the teacher, let me check. Mrs. Hodges, okay, was the teacher in the first episode. Okay, gotcha, all right. I wanted to, like, be on track here with who's who. So, going back to episode 16. This episode was directed by Sherry Appleby, who you might know from the show Roswell if you watched it. Also, she was the girlfriend of Jesse Bradford in 2002's Swim Fan. 2002 or 2003? Might have been 2003. I do eventually plan to cover that one on the podcast, along with the movie Fear with Reese Witherspoon and Mark Wahlberg. So, yeah, writers, Saladon K. Patterson, of course, Neil Marlins and Carol Black are credited because of them creating the original Wonder Years. We have Jordan Black, Amberia Allen, Kendra Cole, Gail Galena, Diaverd, Danny Batista, and Yamin Siegel. So yeah, staff writers, story editors, written by all those good peeps. Okay. Uh, there's no trivia. There normally isn't. Oh, we got some songs. Uh, Young Girl. This is produced by, oh, written and performed by Frank Lynch. Isn't the same song that goes, Young Girl, Get Out of My Mind, or something? You're Too Young for Me, or your way out of line. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, as of yesterday, if 
found out that The Wonder Years was picked up for Season 2. So I still have, after this episode, six more episodes to cover before Season 2 starts. So we're just going to take it a little bit at a time. If I can get to, you know, a couple episodes, more than one episode a month, I'll, I'll do my very best. But I definitely want to wrap up Season 1 before I start season two in the fall whether it's in september or i start it in october we'll see it just depends so all right of course for those of you that are just jumping on the podcast now i want to say welcome you can follow along with the podcast on social media type in wonder years podcast the looking back on my wonder years podcast will show up like it, follow it, that way you'll know I'm doing the episodes in chronological order, so. Also on Instagram, The Wonder Years Podcast. Also, if you've been listening for a while and you enjoy the podcast, because I do more than The Wonder Years on here, I also do Full House, I've done episodes of Mr. Belvedere, some of Elf, some of American Dreams in Everwood, just a, a lot of shows. So feel free to check those out. The places to listen are going to be either SoundCloud, you're going to get all the episodes. On iTunes, they only hold so many episodes. So a lot of the older stuff that I did back in 2017 and 2018 really aren't up there as much anymore. So SoundCloud is going to be the way to go to listen to the entire back catalog. So yeah, if you're enjoying the podcast, just go to iTunes. Look up the Wonder Years podcast. It'll pop up. You can like it, so you'll be able to get in uh, when I do the episodes. And if you want to, leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other new and old Wonder Years fans like yourselves. So, that being said, let's jump in to the sleepover. So, of course, we have the cold open. Dean's talking about famous duos of the 60s. There's so many iconic duos. We got Ike and Tina Turner, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, Batman and Robin. (laughs) They're cartoons. They don't. Come on now. (laughs) I mean, he goes from talking about, you know, singers to, like, I, I know that Batman had a live TV show with, you know, real people, like, Adam West doing, you know, as Batman and stuff like that, but, and Dean says him and his best friend, Corey, are such a dynamic duo. I'm sure Brad feels left out, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's been Dean and Corey. So, yeah, Dean is going to a sleepover at Corey's place with Brad and Hampton and this boy we haven't met. I was thinking what happened to um Norman? Is he not he I guess he's not in this episode. <laughs> but it's nice to see an array of different friends that he has. And I'm just kind of thinking being there like 12, 13, I mean, what is the cutoff age for sleepovers? Usually I would think like age eight and under, maybe. I didn't really, th- I mean, I can see, you know, girls having sleepovers at, like, 12, but, I mean, there's nothing wrong with 
you know, 12 year old boys hanging out, you know, and you don't even have to call it a, just call it a hangout. But then again, this is the 60s, so maybe that term wasn't around then. So Dean is saying how, oh, the sleepover is going to be so epic. And Hampton's like, I'm going to stay up all night. And Dean says, I'm going to stay up even later than that. And Corey laughs at him like, how are you going to do that? And the bell rings, so it looks like it's back to class time. So at first I was like, wait, yeah, that reminds me of the movie Grease when they were doing announcements over the speaker. They had that little xylophone, that little uh, soft little uh, thing, you know, that they would use on the xylophone, whatever. Mallet, is that it? I don't know. But they would, you know, dun, 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 boop. And same thing here. And, of course, he's got the announcements and the morning announcements. I'm just trying to think. In junior high, excuse me, I remember that there was a morning, you know, and junior high for me was like the fall of 94 to the spring of 97 basically for me but I remember there was a morning news announcements thing there was also announcements usually that were just printed on a piece of paper and you know handed out during homeroom or it was at the teacher's desk if you wanted to look at it basically it wasn't anything until they did like the school morning announcements which I never paid attention to those and Dean is like, oh, yeah, more like the morning bummer. And then he's sitting right behind, Dean's sitting right behind Corey and kind of like slap hands like, <laughs> good one. Student of the week. If I ever got anything like that, and that's a big if, um, probably first or second grade, maybe. They have to go through the archives of the, um, the... Lowell Ledger, that was the uh, hometown paper, which, I mean, it's amazing, the archives of newspapers on uh, databases and libraries and stuff. I mean, you could find so many articles. I found my mom and dad's wedding announcement. I, my dad was big into wrestling in high school, and it showed a lot of, like, his tournament pictures and stuff like that, and... Um, it was just, it was cool. I just, I, you could like search a name and it just, if your name is in there, which mine would come up because my aunt had put my name in for when I say, Hey, these are this week, this is the people that are having birthdays. And I would see my name and like, yay. Or like in high school, I think my freshman year, I won, uh, I was on the honor roll, like my freshman or sophomore year. It's just so fun. Like seeing your name in print. So the guy definitely, the principal definitely wants to make known for the first time here at Jefferson Davis, the award will be going to a black student. And Dean, of course, he's like kind of puffed up his chest, like, oh yeah, <laughs> so, so cocky, so confident that it's like, yeah, 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 I know, I know. <laughs> no, he doesn't get it. Corey gets it. He gets the student of the week. I mean, I don't think that a person could get it twice. That I mean, maybe they could, but it's like, no, you got to show focus to others. You No repeats. Come on.
You're telling me no other kid did good that they had, couldn't have their name? Come on, come on. Nobody there showing improvement? Come on. No repeat names. But nope, Corey's got it. And Corey, also we learned last episode, he's on the basketball team, so he is a young man of many talents. Well, actually, and he was on the uh, the Knowledge Bowl, so there's that, too. And this, you know, when Dean hears Corey's name, he's like, well, what? Maybe they got that wrong. Oh, uh, yeah, congratulations, Corey. <laughs> and so he's surprised. Like, he wasn't expecting, because, you know, when he sees Corey, he sees athleticism. He doesn't see necessarily, you know, book smarts and stuff. I mean, Corey is smart, but... Dean probably feels like he kind of shines more. that That's his area of being able to shine. The thing is really, I mean, other than, well, there's more than just Corey Kisa and Dean. There's Hampton, there's Norman, there's, we, I don't think we ever see Perry, what's his last name, from the Valentine's Day dance episode. Barlow, Perry Barlow, because there's an episode coming up, as you know, I follow on Instagram, that I guess Kisa's got a new boyfriend, and it's not Perry Barlow, it's some other dude, I'm like, okay, let's not Winnie Cooper the heck out of Kisa, please, we don't need her attached to every guy, granted, I mean, after Kirk McRae, when he was, it seemed like she kind of fluttered around from, you know, someone named Roger, someone named Chip she met over the summer, uh, some boys from high school in season four, just here and there. And, well, I mean, if she's not going to be with Kevin. She's got to be with, you know, other people playing the field, doing what she's doing, you know? And she's just a guy. Meg, guys are just literally drawn to her like flies to honey, basically. It's just, you see her. There's always a handful of guys hanging, like, and, and literally, it's mainly just, like, three or four guys hanging around her. Yeah, when they make that, yeah, even Kisa's thinking she possibly could get it. And, but Cor Dean is so calm, thinking he's going to get this award. He's like, that didn't give me a heads up. I would have worn a suit. At least I'm having a good hair day. And the principal says, congratulations to Corey Long. Yeah, and the principal is talking about how Corey not only scored the winning basket in last night's basketball game, he also received two A's and a B plus on three tests this week. That's awesome. Before the principal goes, he's like, oh, keep up the good work, Corey. Like, hey, way to be a shining star and a great, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, so, role model. Yes, role model. Uh, an adult Dean says, needless to say, I wasn't expecting it to be Corey. Well, Dean, I gotta say, man, it can't always be you. It can't always be you. You gotta let other people have it once in a while. And you gotta be happy. He's the one that doesn't clap because, you know, everyone, he was just taken by surprise thinking it would be him. And Cor Corey, Dean's thinking to himself, you know, at least one of us got it. Well, if it hadn't have been you two, it might have been Kisa. Maybe Hampton? Maybe someone else in a class that we're not seeing? I don't know. And then he says this must be how Jesse Jackson feels. Is it is that Reverend Jesse? Jesse Jackson? Right? 
the 1960s, there were so many iconic duos. Ike and Tina Turner, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, Batman and Robin, and me and my best friend, Corey. That's why I was so excited to be going to his house for a sleepover this weekend with all of our friends. This sleepover would be epic. I'm going to stay up all night. I'm going to stay up even later than that. How? You mean the morning bummer? <laughs> We're excited to announce the recipient of Student of the Week because for the first time here at Jefferson Davis, the award will be going to a black student. To a black student? Oh, bring it on, baby. If they'd given me a heads up, I would have worn a suit. Well, at least today's a good hair day. Congratulations go to Corey Long. Corey not only scored the winning basket in last night's game, but also received two A's and a B-plus on three tests this week. Keep up the good work, Corey. Needless to say, I wasn't expecting it to be Corey, but all that matters is that one of us got it, right? This must be how Jesse Jackson feels. So, yeah, class is over, and Corey's at his locker, and Keith is there, and Dean's like, yeah, hey, I think it's kind of, it's cool. And Corey's like, yeah, it is cool. There's a kid here who was in the, I think he was in the last episode. He was on the Knowledge Bowl team with the other, and the thing is, I'm just trying to wonder, I'm just wondering if this haircut that this kid, this style that he's got, is this something that was common in 1969? Because the way he's got it on one side, it's like side part. On the other side, it's like, and then it's like combed over long. Where it goes kind of past his, the hair goes past his ear on one side. Like, really long on one side. And there's someone I work with that actually has the same kind of look. Which, yeah, it's like it's parted on one side and then it, it's, it's long on the, on the other side. Like, long, long. And I'm just like, I don't know, is that honestly a style that was something back then I just it looks like something that would be more relevant like within the last five years oh Brad's there too cool and Kisa says you know I I always knew you'd be the first one to get it so yeah definitely Corey not Dean apparently in Kisa's mind so yeah Dean's trying to be good sport he's like hey give me five would you, uh, would you get on that history quiz on Mesopotamia? What in the, what is that? Where's my, I gotta look this up, because I don't even know what that is. Kids were learning about that back then? Let's see, Meso, M-E-S-O, sorry guys, P-O-T, historical region of Western Asia situated within the Tigris-Euphrates River system something 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 okay well <laughs> oh, the history quits okay cool and Corey's like yeah I got an 88 I mean I barely studied for that so basically yeah it seems like an 88 what a B plus right because wouldn't a 90 be an A minus and then an A plus would be 100 right I don't know there's nothing between, unless it goes A plus A and then A minus. I can't remember the grading system. So, and Dean Seaman was like, hmm, I got a 93. Like, dude, good for you. Man, just be 
happy for your friend. Okay, seriously, be happy for your friend. Here comes Hampton. And he's like, oh, man, student of the week. Man, that is out of sight. Like, that's amazing. Congratulations. Everyone's congratulating him. Norman's on the school paper. Oh, this Norman, excuse me, Hampton, is on the school paper. This kid has also many talents. He was on the committee for the dance, on the school paper. It's like, yeah, I mean, you'd think that would be a thing for the school paper. Like, everyone that's, I don't know, half of that school paper comes out. But it's like, you would probably have a picture of all of the students of the week for the month. Just get their picture printed in the paper, right? I mean, they I'm sure they put pictures in the new school newspaper. They have to, right? I mean, if it's all text, I mean, I want to see pictures. Yeah. And, of course, like, I, I don't know, man. I mean, a whole interview? I mean, there's not that much to say. I'd be like, well, yeah. I'd be like, okay, just, you know, a few questions. Like, your your, your study habits. Um, how do you find time between studying and basketball to, you know, get, keep your grades intact and all that stuff? And just, you know, little things. Like, oh, how about this? What advice do you have to those out there that are also trying to find a balance between studying and playing sports or being in clubs and everything? Or what are your uh, other hobbies outside of playing sports? Just, yeah. I'm surprised there isn't a line of girls all waiting to date Corey. He's an adorable young man. He's so cute. That's 13-year-old me talking. He's adorable. So Hampton's like, hey, you pretty much just did it. I only get three lines under the tornado warning. Oh, 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 oh. Mm. that is something that comes up in the uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't read the summary for the season one finale, there is a tornado warning. I didn't even know that tornadoes could happen in Georgia. I mean, wow. I mean, this is Montgomery, Alabama. I'm sorry. No, I think they film in Georgia. Um, I didn't know that. Wow. I think because I was thinking, like, oh, in Georgia, like, they might have hurricane. I don't, I don't see. I don't know my geography. These kids could really school me on that because I really, ooh. What is Dean fishing for here? It's like, oh, that that essay paper on Edgar Allan Poe. That was a hard one. What would you get on that? Why are you comparing? Stop. Dean, see? This is why he aggravates me. I mean, not so much as, like, Kevin's outbursts in the original. Those got really on my nerves. But it's just his... It's almost like he's probably thinking, well, I should be student of the week and not you kind of vibe. It's like he's he's, he's clearly jelly. He's jealous. I just, I just, dude, it's like... You're feeling like, oh, good for you, but on the inside, you're all like, oh my gosh, I should be still, I'm getting caught more on this 93 and he got an 88, and it's just like, dude, come on, stop it with this. So, yeah, he keeps saying, like, what'd you get on this? What'd you get on that? And Corey's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't remember, an 88 maybe, I don't know. Like, I mean, like, I, at that point, I begin a little suspicious. Like, Dean, what are you, what's the deal here? Why do you keep asking me these questions? I, I, I thought you were happy for me here. And, of course, 
Dean's internal mind is like, really? I got a 95 on that, plus the bonus question. Good for you, Dean. That's great. We're not talking about you. We're talking about Corey. Everyone else is happy for Corey. You just want to... So Keith is like, oh, I don't know. That one was kind of hard. Wasn't it hard for you, Corey? And Corey's like, eh, not really. I love how he takes it and tries like, meh. Okay, this is interesting. I don't think these are real frames. You know, glasses that the actor is wearing who plays Dean, uh, E.J. Williams. But it looks like, and I could be fishing myself here as far as, or reaching, or whatever you want to call it, is the reflection in his glasses looks like, you know, they're being filmed right now. So it almost kind of looks like maybe that could be what we're seeing in his glasses. This is, if you go on Hulu or Disney Plus, where the Wonder Years episodes are, it's at, what time is, I'm trying to, like, look at the, but this is, it's like at the two minute mark, pause it on Dean and look into his glasses because it looks like that could be whoever is filming them. That's a reflection that I'm getting from his glasses there. But, you know, Dean kind of thinks about like, you know, all that matters is that Corey was recognized for his academics as well as his athleticism. And Dean's like, oh, just look at Corey's smile. He is just beaming. And uh, and then and Dean's mind, he's all like, oh, yeah, the answer to the bonus question was Annabelle Lee. Worth four points. Really, Dean? Four points? Who cares? Moving on. I think it's four. It is kind of I always need you to be the first one to get it. I only get three lines under the tornado warning instructions. Ah, the English paper on, um, Edgar Allan Poe. That was a hard one. Which, what'd you get on that one? I don't remember. An 88 or something like that. Really? I got a 95 on that one, plus the bonus question. I don't know. That one was kind of hard. It wasn't hard for you? Not really. <sighs> but what matters is that Corey was recognized for his academics as well as his athleticism. Look at that smile. Gotta love it. The answer to the bonus question was Annabelle Lee, by the way. Worth four points, even without it, still higher than an 88. Just saying. All right, so we are back at home later after work, after school, with Bill, Bill and Lillian. So, yeah, Bill comes in and says, hey, looks like we got the house for ourselves tonight. <laughs> you know what that means. And she's like, yeah, uh-huh. And she turns to him and says, don't be starting any fires you can't put out. And he mentions about a bottle of Burgundy. They'll be calling your name. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll be listening. <laughs> I I love them together. They are really great. They're just, ugh. And it seems like we don't, 
as get as much time of them you know together not just as husband and wife because we see that we see them as you know mother and father but we in you know the roles of husband and wife but we don't see them as you know bill and lillian really as a you know i just i'm looking forward to this i'm looking forward to seeing some more bill and lillian and them just you know being a married couple and in love and enjoying each other's company I love how they're doing that, and you just hear the crack of a pecan shell. And we turn and see Dean has been sitting on the couch this whole time. It's like, oh, I thought they were alone. They're not. Okay. <laughs> and Dean, uh, Bill just looks at Dean. It's like, we got to put some bells on his shoes. It's like, it's almost like putting a bell on a cat. Like, cause the way they just slink in, you're like, they're not there one minute and you turn around and they're there. They've been there the whole time watching you. <laughs> and he's, you know, Bill's like, wait, aren't you supposed to be getting ready for that sleepover that you have been talking nonstop about? Oh, I'm sorry. No, Lillian's the one that says that. She's like, aren't you supposed to be getting ready for that sleepover at Corey's later tonight? And Dean says, oh, you guys probably heard about what happened at school today. And I was just thinking, okay, Dean, this is not the OG Wonder Years, and your dad is not Wayne Arnold, who always seemed to have the intel on whatever was going down at Kevin's school that involved Kevin. Like, oh, Kevin, you got invited to a Robbie Hudson party? Oh, Kevin, I just heard about any Panetti, like, uh threatening to pull out your tonsils. Just, he always had the intel on Kevin. It's almost like he had someone on the inside, like, hanging around Kevin, listening in on his conversations. Because at that time, like, Wayne and Kevin went to the same school for a bit until eventually, you know, Wayne moved off to high school. And then eventually Kevin got there in season five, uh, you know? But it's just, he always is like... How many times did I always would say, where are you getting your information from? But no, Bill tells Dean, why would we hear about the day-to-day -day happenings at your little school? <laughs> Bill says, we got grown folks things to talk about. Like, why do we care what's going on at your school? And Dean says, Corey got student of the week. And Bill's like, oh yeah, you know what? Now that you mentioned that, we did hear something about that, didn't we, Lillian? Yeah. <laughs> Of course. Well, I mean, Lillian and Cliff work together. Yeah, so of course she's most likely going to hear about that. Bill pretty much kicks Dean out of the room. Like, oh, by the way, when you go over there, tell Corey we said, you know, good going. Congratulations. <laughs> they hit Bill so quick to, like, shove him out. Like, can you go not be here right now? Thank you. Go get ready. Go start packing for that sleepover that you're going to. <laughs> and Dean says, as much as he and Kim loved getting each, you know, getting themselves out of the house, the parents loved them getting out even more than the kids. You're like, yeah, go find a life somewhere. Go do something. Just don't do it here. Yeah, I can tell you right now, Kim is lying through her teeth. 
she, <laughs> because of the fact that she's like talking really high, like, oh, I'm going to go over to Brenda's, you know, it's her birthday. We're going to stay up late, listen to records, you know. No, she is not. She's probably going out with Kwame. Kwame. Or Kwame? However you say. I bet anything. Like, and I bet anything that Bill and, L and Lillian are going to see. Because she's like, we're going to do this and that and blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, you're not. Nope. Yeah, she's like, we're going to stay up late talk about boys, boys, boys. <laughs> no, you're lying. You're not going to this girl's house. Okay, Dean, calling her out. Like, wait, wait a minute. Wasn't Brenda's birthday, like, months ago? And I'm sure Kim's going to open like, shoot up, shoot up. <laughs> Dean, dude, you don't know how to read a room, man, because he's like, oh, isn't that why she's always wearing that Sagittarius necklace? What month is Sagittarius in? Because uh, yeah, they, they cover like a couple months, don't they? The Because um, I thought Aquarius is January. Um, Sagittarius? That's got to be... they got to be getting towards the end of the school year by now. They have got to be getting towards the end of the school year. I would imagine. It's got, I'm going to look it up right now because I have no idea. All I know is I'm a Virgo. That's all I know. Um, Let's see. Sag... Sagittarius. Um. Uh, the sign between November and December, and under the side real zodiac, blah blah. December eighteenth and January fifteenth. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, and the way that Kim was like, "Will you stop? Just stop talking, please." Just the way that she was, she like, girl, you're, you're, your parents know you enough now to know when you're lying. And if you, someone's talking really like, we're gonna do this, blah, 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 blah. no, 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 you're lying, you're lying. I could tell a more convincing lying could probably get away with it than Kim could. Probably, maybe, I don't know. You can do it without a like a bursting into laughing. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> So, Bill's wise story is like, you know what, I figured we already knew that you and Brenda are going to go to that rally at the student union tonight. Like, we're not dumb. She's playing to like, ah, union rally? Student union? What? And Bill's like, you know I work at the college, right? Like, that's my job there. And I've gotten like nine flyers about this. <laughs> I'll Bill just dismisses her like just call us when you get back to Brenda's so we know we don't have to post bail money thank you <laughs> like mm, yeah <laughs> just I thought he was gonna sit that way we know you're you know alive and we can go to sleep without worrying and D yeah Bill and Lillian leave the living room and Dean's like oh it looks like they plan to be alone tonight and Lil Kim is all like, gross. And Dean, you are so not with it, man. He's like, oh, I feel so sorry for them. Dean, oh, you know what? Maybe it's just as well. <laughs> Keep that innocence. <laughs> yeah, this boy is clueless. He's like, you and I get to go hang out with our friends while mom and dad are stuck in the house with nothing to do. Hey, just because you're not there doesn't mean that they have to stay in the house. They can go do something, too. Yeah, she just looks at Dean and just, like, rolling her eyes, shaking her head, like, ugh, you know, I don't have time for you. 
<laughs> Looks like we got the house to ourselves tonight. You know what that means. Mr. Williams, don't start no fires you can't put out. There's going to be a bottle of burgundy calling your name later. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to be listening. We got to put some bells on his shoes. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be getting ready for the sleepover at Corey's tonight? You guys probably heard about what happened at school today. Probably hear about the day-to-day happenings at your little school. <laughs> we got grown folks things to talk about. Corey got student of the week. Actually, we did hear about that. Tell him we said congratulations when you get over there. Now go on and get ready. I didn't realize that as much as we were always trying to get out of the house, my parents loved us getting out even more. I'm going to Brenda's for a sleepover. Because it's her birthday. We're going to stay up late, listen to records, talk about boys, boys, boys. <laughs> Wasn't Brenda's birthday months ago? Isn't that why she's always wearing that Sagittarius necklace? Kim, we already figured you and Brenda going to that rally at the student union tonight. Rally? Student union? You know I work at the college. I've gotten at least nine flies about it already. What is she? Just call us when you get back to Brenda so we know we're not to post bail money. <laughs> Looks like they plan to be alone tonight. Gross. I feel so sorry for them. <laughs> you and I get to go hang out with our friends and have fun while Mom and Daddy are stuck in the house with nothing to do. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> So, the boys are all doing this lava game where I guess you're jumping around the furniture, trying not to touch the floor, like, it's oh, it's made of lava. And Corey jumps, like, from the couch to this chair or something. And Dean, of course, wants to try to outdo Corey in some way, just because he didn't get student of the week. It's like, well, he's good at sports and he's good at, you know, academics, even though that's where I'm really good at. And I gotta, and as soon, yeah, and they're all like, Dean, don't do it. You're going to get hurt. And yeah, Dean's like, no, I'm going to go farther than you, Corey. I'm going to go from here to here. And Hampton and the other guy are all like, no, 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 I don't think you should do it. And then when he goes, of course he falls. And here comes Cliff coming in. And it's like, whoa, kids, you boys, get your feet off my furniture. That stuff is, yeah, he even, this is probably an important line that's going to come back because he says, this stuff ain't even paid for yet. So my guess is he maybe has a credit card. He bought the stuff on credit. He's making payments on it. It could be represented. Who, who knows? Who knows? But the thing that I'm thinking is, you guys are like 12, 13 years old. This, I mean, I get it. It's 1969. It's not like they had video games available to play at the time. I mean, they had board games and stuff, but even still. I mean, it just, it feels like the lava game is something you do when you're like between 5 and 8 years old. Like, by the time you hit 10, like, you're, you really are a bit old. And jumping on furniture, come on. I mean, yeah, who didn't jump on their bed? But this isn't a bed. This is, I think they even probably, maybe they do go, like, hey, let's go to my room. We'll jump on the bed. We'll stay off the furniture or something. And Corey's like, Dad, come on, we're just playing around. And Cliff's like, no, no, no. Put this stuff back where it belongs. All the chairs, put them back by under the kitchen table. 
the rest of you call your parents and say goodnight and go to bed. And I'm just thinking, it's like, man, you you know when you go to someone else's house that they're going to have rules that are different, most likely, from your own. You're not going to be able to get away with stuff that, or even if you, maybe your parents are stricter than your friends. It's like, yeah, but even still, it's like, come on. You, you, got, you they're, they're 12 years old. They do not, come on, you know better than jumping on couches and chairs and all that. <clears throat> and... Cliff looks at Dean, who's, like, splayed out on the floor. It's like, you're not bleeding on my carpet, are you, Dean? And Dean's like, no, sir. Like, dude, kid, you hit the carpet. You'll be okay. It's not like you jumped and slammed into the concrete floor. This isn't, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it hurt. Maybe not so much. I mean, but... Then again, the height that he's going from was like maybe what? A foot or so off the ground? Come on. That's why you don't horse around. You'll get hurt. <laughs> and Cliff's like, good, because it ain't paid for you. Oh, because the car. So this is, you know, the house has been done up and improved and remodeled, whatever. And he's making payments on it. As Cliff leaves the room, he's like, huh, come this out here and jumping all over my stuff. glasses off so if you do fall you're not breaking your glasses because I'm sure they were harder to replace back then than they would be now and you know I'm just kind of thinking that maybe that's why Cliff is in the doghouse with his wife because maybe she thought you know this stuff's already been bought and paid for or you know and maybe not maybe he got a credit card he's been putting it on credit or, or who knows? Who knows? But Dean picks up the phone. You know, he's calling to say goodnight to his mom and dad, and the line's busy. So, one, either they're on the phone, which I don't think so, or they took the phone off the hook so they wouldn't be interrupted. My guess is, too, they took the phone off the hook so they wouldn't be interrupted. And Dean's like, what could they be doing that's so important? Yeah, he's like, what could they be doing that's so important that the phone's off the hook? So, I, for a second, thought, like, it was going to show Bill and Lillian, like, they just fell asleep. Like, nah, we're not going to hear about what they're doing until after, um, is my guess. But, what, are, are Dean and Hampton, are they on opposite ends of the couch? Because, 
Hampton's like, oh, please tell me you don't gotta go to the bathroom again, Dean. I just got comfortable. And Dean's like, I can't help it. And Hampton says, well, just hold it in. That's what I'm doing. And Dean says, you can die doing that. And Hampton's like, ah, oh, I hope not. <laughs> She's falling asleep. So much for staying up all night, right? <laughs> So, one of Hampton's fears is pooping at someone else's, you know, going to the bathroom at someone's. I don't understand why. In case he clogs the toilet, and then, I mean, that could be embarrassing, definitely. Maybe that is the fear. I don't know. I never had an issue as a kid going to the bathroom at someone else's house. I didn't really have a problem with it. Oh, this is a bunk bed situation. So, yeah, Dean's on one end, and Hampton's on the other and Dean is finally like, oh, just move, I gotta go. What? How many? You know, that's probably why they say you need to cut off liquids at a certain time at night. Otherwise, you're gonna be going to the bathroom, like, too much. So, Dean, I guess he's done with the bathroom. And he sees Cliff, you know, Coach Long, he sees him, like, getting ready to walk out the door. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Is your wife home watching these kids? I mean, it is 1969. I mean, sure, they're 12, 13 years old. They probably could look after themselves. You surely wouldn't leave a 12-year-old by themselves nowadays. But, uh, yeah, and he's like, uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm headed to work. Really? Really? That's what you're coming up with? I want to know what's going on. I really want to know. He's up to something. And Dean is confused, like, well, wait a minute. I thought you worked with my mom during the day. And at that point, Cliff shuts the door and he says, oh, I do. I just, I, uh, I got a night job just to make some extra money. Okay. Maybe that's how he's starting to, you know, pay for the stuff that he's got. Okay. Okay. I get it. You know, you have a lifestyle you're comfortable with and you want to, you know, keep affording that lifestyle. Even if, you know, maybe your, your job doesn't pay as much as you want to be able to have that lifestyle. I mean, I know the saying, like, don't live within, don't live beyond your means. Like, don't be buying expensive things you can't afford to pay off and stuff. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in debt. And, yeah, he's like, I just, I got a night job to, you know, make some extra money. And he tells Dean, like, look, just um, do not mention this to anybody, all right? And Dean's like, yeah, sure thing, no problem. I mean... He's really kind of putting Dean in a bind because not only, I mean, Cliff is the adult in the situation, asking a kid to keep a promise like that, that it's like, that's your son's best friend and you're wanting him to keep a secret from his best friend. Oh man, come on. Like, what exactly are you doing that you can't tell your family? And the wife must eventually find out. Isn't that how he's in the doghouse, apparently? And Dean's like, but wait, does that include Corey? And Cliff says, especially Corey. Like, dude, who do you think he just meant his wife? Yes, Corey. Of course, Corey. Wait, Corey's their only kid, right? I didn't think that Corey had any siblings that we know of, anyway. Well, he is putting a lot on Dean. A lot on Dean's shoulders. He says, especially Corey, I don't want him worrying about the family's finances. You understand that, right? Oh, man, he is really, oh, he is really putting Dean 
in a position here that is I would I wouldn't want to keep that I wouldn't want that responsibility to keep that secret. I mean you probably thought, you know, Corey and his family were, you know, well off like, you know, him, you know, Dean and his family and everything. The idea like someone's finances aren't like and if Dean lets it slip, like, oh, maybe you shouldn't get that. Or maybe, or something to that effect. Like, maybe you shouldn't buy that uh, new baseball glove or the new basketball or basketball shoes or something. So, yeah, I mean, I, I understand how Dean kind of feels, like, to himself. Like, the fact that Mr. Long, Coach Long, was trusting me with a secret that he couldn't tell Corey made me feel mature and special. It's almost like Corey probably thinks... Coach Wong sees him, like, as a confidant, a, tr a trustee, you know, something like that. And Dean thinks, it almost made me forget that I am terrible at keeping secrets. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure I can. I can't remember if really when I was younger I probably did blab secrets back then when I was younger because it's almost like it's almost like like the, the people like and I'm probably the same way when it comes to like you know how you have you know money on you and stuff and you feel like instead of sometimes saving it's almost like it's burning that term is burning a hole in your pocket and you just have to you know use it on something it's almost like oh once I get, get rid of the secret and unload this, you know, burden of carrying the sea, I'll just feel so like this weight will be lifted off, that kind of thing, like. <laughs> what could they be doing that's so important the phone's off the hook? use the bathroom again. I just got comfortable. I'm sorry. Just hold it in. That's what I'm doing. You can die doing that. Oh, God. One of my biggest fears is pooping at someone else's house. Just move. <laughs> Coach Long? coming in with groceries or whatever and Kim asks why are you buying paper plates and Dean says for your surprise birthday party wait what oh this is oh it's just an example of the fact that Dean can't keep a secret 
Cause yeah, okay. So when Kim says, "Why are you getting paper plates?" and Dean says, "Oh, for your for surprise birthday party," and Bill's like, "Thanks, Dean." And another example is Bill is so excited. Ah, I can't wait to see Planet of the Apes. Oh my gosh. Let me guess. Dean already saw it and he spoils the ending. Because the whole family is excited. By the whole family, I mean Bill, Lillian, and Kim. Oh, how? Dean, what? Huh? He says, oh, because someone probably already saw it before them. He's like, yeah, I heard it was good. They were on Earth all along. I'd be I mean, like, what in the... Oh, my gosh. Of course, the whole spoiler that didn't exist yet in 1969. But I would be so angry. I'd be like, okay, you're staying home. We're going to go see the movie. Why would you do that? I get it. He can't keep secrets. But good grief, kid. Ugh. <laughs> Lillian, because Bill's holding the door, and Lillian just comes back inside, and Kim's like, well, I guess I'm going to my room. <laughs> Thank you, Dean. And Dean's like, what? I said it was good. You also spoiled the ending. So then we cut back to the sleepover, and Cliff just says, you know, just, just go to bed. <laughs> How'd you buy paper plates for your surprise birthday party? Thanks, Dean. I can't wait to see Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I heard it was good. They were on Earth all along. What? what? I said it was good. Just go to bed. So, at breakfast the next morning, Dean's kind of telling us that, you know, Having Coach Wong tell Dean, like, don't spill the secret, don't say anything, was basically, like, telling Dean not to think about pink elephants. Oh, Dumbo, that's right. Yeah, the pink elephants on parade. <laughs> Dean even was saying how his pajamas have pit stains. He's sweating so much. And Corey's like, hey, Dean, what was with all that tossing and turning and mumbling last night? Like, what's, what was going on there? And, and Dean is like, who, who, who told you? I, I, I don't know anything. And Cliff just kind of looks at Dean like, buddy, you better not have said anything. He's probably going to see like, hey, what? No, no more eating, less talking, basically, or something like that. <laughs> and Court's like, hey, look, we're just trying to see if you got any, if you got some sleep is all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Overreact much? <laughs> Oh, well, Cliff says, you know, no, actually, Corey, I uh, ran into Dean while he was headed to the bathroom last night. So is he going to come clean on something, or is he just like, oh, oh okay, I understand, yeah. And Dean thinks, like, oh, the coach is just going to come clean, he's going to spell the secret, or what, it'll be fine. And, yeah, he, he pretty much just says, you know, and then, you know, I just want to make sure he's all right. And then, you know, we both went back to bed. Like, d no, Dean, he's not going to reveal this secret at all. Yeah, and, and Coach Wong even emphasized, like, yeah, and then we both, you know, went back to our prospective bedrooms and we went to sleep. Just went to bed. Isn't that right, Dean? And Dean's, oh, yes, sir, yes, yeah. And the way that 
his wife, I can't remember his wife's name, Cory's mom's name, but <laughs> she kind of gives him the side eye, like maybe she, I mean, she must be having, you know, questions like new carpet, new furniture, like where's, you know, she knows, you know, he has a good job and everything, but is it good paying enough that you can put, all of a sudden you're getting this new stuff and just probably wondering, is this a keeping up with the Joneses type of situation? Like, oh, they have new carpet and new furniture. Let's do that, too. So, Coach Long wants to make sure that Dean keeps, like, continues to keep the secret. So, he's like, hey, Dean, uh, how about you have the last two pancakes? Those pancakes look so good. And Dean thinking to himself, oh, hopefully they have pancakes in hell. Because there's no way I'm going to be able to keep the secret. He's, well, and I just think... Honestly, Coach Long, you know, Cliff, you really, to have him keep a seat, come on now. I mean, he's a 13-year-old kid. There's not a bad secret necessarily that he's keeping, but still, to put that on somebody, it's like, just don't say anything. Like, he and Corey tell each other everything. And Dean just, yeah, he's horrible at keeping, uh, Secrets. So I'm curious to see how this is going to unfold. You know eventually Dean is going to crack. Coach Long telling me not to reveal his secret was like telling me not to think about pink elephants. I was sweating so much my jammies had pit stains. Hey Dean, what was up with all that tossing and turning last night? Yeah, what was all that mumbling about all night? You sounded crazy. Uh, who told you? Uh, I, I don't know anything. Hey, we was just trying to see if you got some sleep. Well, actually, Corey, uh, I ran into Dean on the way to the bathroom last night. Oh, good. Coach is coming clean and letting me off the hook. And I made sure he was okay, and we both went back to bed. Damn it. Ain't that right, Dean? <laughs> yes, sir. But you, you know what, Dean? Um, how about you have the last two pancakes? So, Dean comes home, and Lillian and Bill are in their bathrobes, or whatever you want to call them, and they're having coffee, and they're snuggled up again. It's just, it's cute. It's just adorable. Oh, apparently, what, Dean wasn't supposed to be home till what, the afternoon? Because Lillian's like, oh, Dean, you're home. Great. <laughs> what are you doing home so early? I'm expecting you to come back until after lunchtime. Yeah, Bill's like, yeah, we weren't expecting you till after, you know, till about 10 a.m. And Dean says, it's after 10 a.m. <laughs> Lillian's like, oh, I didn't realize it was so late. And Bill says, yeah, I guess we missed that meeting at church. And they both laugh about it. So, yeah, Dean's like, well, yeah, I tried to call last night to say goodnight to you, and the f the phone was off the hook. Like, what, what's up with that? And Lillian says, you know, well, maybe you dialed the wrong number. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh-huh. And Dean says, 19 times? The phone was off the hook. Go outside and play. And Dean's like, what were you guys doing that you didn't realize the phone was off the hook? And Bill's like, Dean, go outside and play. <laughs> like, dude, you don't need to know what they were doing. It's not your business. Stay out of grown folks' business. 
home so early? Yeah, we weren't expecting before 10 a.m. It's after 10. I didn't realize it was so late. I guess we missed our meeting at church. <laughs> I tried to call to say goodnight, but the phone was off the hook. Maybe you dialed the wrong number. 19 times? What were you guys doing that you didn't notice the phone was off the hook? Go outside and play. So now it's after school, and I'm guessing this is baseball practice because they're on the baseball diamond. They're not wearing their uniforms, so it's not a game. But Kurt's like, hey, Dean, want to come over to my house and hang out later? And Dean's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and Dean is just like, oh, the secret is killing me. And Corey's like, well, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I'd be like, it means I don't know right now. Ask me later. Oh my gosh! Now he's like, just spelling random little tidbit secrets. He's like, uh, uh, my mom is actually two years older than she says she is. I never recorded. Like, what? What? Huh? What? I I didn't know that. I don't need to know that. But oh my gosh! So that's why he says. To himself, I thought telling another secret would take the pressure off of me not telling this one. Well, it's not really. I mean, who cares? So your mom says she's two years younger than what she is. So Corey thinks he knows what's going on, why Dean's being weird and standoffish. He's like, I know why you're doing this. And Dean turns around and says, you do? And Corey's like, yeah, you're jealous that I got student of the week and you didn't. Like, dude, you are so far off, man. It is not even that. But what else is Corey supposed to think? That's why, why Dean is acting the way he, the, that he is. And Dean says, no, what? It's not that. And, and Corey, just poor guy. It's like, why is my best friend acting like this? He's like, then why have you been acting so weird with me lately? Oh, yeah, and he looks over. Coach Long is standing there and just looking at Dean like, you better not say anything. Just, I don't like, he's just putting all this onto Dean. It's like if Dean had didn't have to go to the bathroom at that exact time, or if um, Cliff had left, like, a few minutes before, they went across paths and none of this would have happened. So, yeah, Corey's really hurt by this. Like, you know, everyone told me that you would be petty about this. But you know what? I defended you. I said, I told me, you're not like that. You wouldn't do that to me because we're best friends. And Dean is like, well, wait a minute, who, who is everybody? And Corey says, everybody, like, all of our friends in class but you know what hey look I guess they were right I was wrong so, if only Dean could reveal the secret of what's going on because this is now putting a wedge in his friendship with Corey and that is not a good thing so Cliff wants to rap with Dean like hey Dean let me uh, talk to you for a sec over here what? No. I can't believe. What is he going to say? Oh, I I don't think that Cliff's going to say, look, it was wrong of me to ask you to keep this secret from my family. But. 
oh, this just feel I don't like this. So he's walking with Dean and says, uh, you all right? You uh, haven't told our little secret to Corey, right? And, and no, he hasn't, but he, and he doesn't seem to care. Like, this is putting a wedge between his son and, and his friendship with Dean. I mean, why would you put this on him like that? I mean, my gosh. Oh, he's, now he's going to make it worse. Because Cliff says, hey, I want you to play shortstop today, okay? And Dean's like, but Corey's shortstop. Great, so now you're going to give your, you're going to give your son's position to his best friend, and they're already, Corey already is irritated with Dean. You know, uh, it's just, he's widening that, that wedge in this friendship, and it just, uh I know Lillian, and even Bill, I don't think, would be a fan of what Cliff is, is doing here. This is just, it's manipulative. And I don't like it. Sure, I rag on Dean from time to time, but this is not right. So, yeah, Cliff says, oh, Corey, you're in left field. Dean's at shortstop. Ugh. Why is it so bad? I mean, so the guy's got a second job making some extra income to pay for the stuff he's probably buying on credit. Who cares? It's just, it's not like, I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it, is it embarrassment? Is, is Cliff embarrassed? Like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, is that when this whole, like, keeping up with the Joneses thing kind of was like in, in the 60s and the so-ons and the so-ons? Like, just because so-and-so just bought a new car doesn't mean you got to run out and buy one so you can have your moment in the sun. <sighs> hey! Hey, Dean! Wanna hang out after practice? Uh, I, I don't know. The secret is killing me! What does that mean? <laughs> uh, uh my, my mom is actually two years older than she says she is. What? <laughs> I thought telling another secret would take the pressure off of not telling this one. Hey! Nope. I know what's going on. Y you do? You're acting like this because you're jealous that I got student of the week and you didn't. What? No, it's not that. Then why have you been acting so weird with me lately? You know, everybody told me that you'd be petty, and I defended you. Wait, what? Who, who is everybody? Everybody. I guess they were right, and I was wrong. Hey, Dean, uh, let me rap with you for a second. You all right? You, um, haven't told our little secret to Corey, right? Uh... No, no. All right. Um, you know what? I want you to play shortstop today. But but Corey's at shortstop. Corey, you're in left field. Dean's at shortstop. Right. I'm gonna show you what not being petty looks like. If Corey honestly only knew the truth, because as he passes Dean, he's like, I'm gonna show you what not being petty looks like. Like I'm gonna take the upper hand here and I'm going to be the better person. Just, oh my gosh. This is, I don't like this wedge between the, and the way that Cliff's like, you didn't tell Corey our little secret. Why didn't you just refer it as, you didn't tell Corey about my 
second job or why do you gotta keep why do you gotta say our little city I don't why do you gotta say that term it just it it just it seems wrong I just I don't like it I don't like it no it's not going in that direction no it's not going in that direction but I just don't like that term refer to it as anything else Oh, yeah, and Dean, of course, we know from the pilot episode, it just, it looks like he is just not good with, uh, being shortstop. He was close, like, oh, great job, Dean, maybe the next one. I'm thinking eventually, like, you know what, Corey, get back over here. Dean, get out in left field. I'm, <laughs> so I don't care anymore about this, I just can't. You're being pulled out and you're gonna be moved to the back. Oh no, that's Corey saying, okay, yeah, so yeah. Corey says, great job, Dean, maybe the next one. Oh, okay. This little yeets that he's, yeet! It's like, why are you afraid of the ball? It's not gonna hurt you. I mean, it's not like anyone's, you know, hitting any parts of your body, but it's like, you hear the little yeet! <laughs> So, yeah, it's like, oh my god, you know, Corey's being awesome, he's like, oh, that's alright, Dean, don't worry about it, you got it, you're, you're doing great, Dean, that's great, keep it up. So he's being a real supportive friend, he's like, basically I'm going to show you what not being petty and being a supportive friend is like. Oh, so we see, okay, hold on. Cliff's wife are watching the kids play, and Lily's like, I don't understand why Cliff wants to put my baby through this when he know why is he putting him through this torture when he knows he can't catch? Well, if he can't catch, isn't that a good majority of the the game of baseball is catching up the ball and the throwing? I mean. What 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 can you do? I mean, just say, okay, well, you're just going to be a batter and you're not doing anything else? I mean, can a person do that in baseball? Just, well, like, I don't catch at all. I'm not good at it. So we'll just have you be a batter? I mean, I thought you had to have more than just one skill when it comes to baseball. Like, the majority of baseball is either hitting or catching like if you're out in the field you're catching it or if you're on the base thing you're catching it you're catching the ball like that feels like 90% of baseball is catching the ball and the other 10% is like hitting the ball I don't know see I don't watch baseball I just I'm not really big on it just the sandlot is really my, my only real reference to baseball <laughs> Just like Little Giants is really in the second Air Bud movie. <laughs> it's my only reference for football. Because <laughs> I don't watch it. So, with Lillian and Coach Long's wife, Cliff's wife, I'm wondering if she is going to mention something about 
you know, Cliff's always kind of leaving in the middle of the night to go do stuff. I'm wondering what's going on. Could there be someone else? You know, that kind of thing. Like, she's, whether she is getting, the way that she gave him the side eye at breakfast, it, and it, it even, the description of the episode says that Cliff is in the doghouse. So, eventually, something is going to come up. It has to. And, yeah, I really wish I knew what her first name was. Uh, but, yeah, she says, you know, that's a, that's Cliff's problem. He thinks he knows everything about every everything. And you can't tell him anything. Oh, uh, yeah, she doesn't really allude to anything. She's, oh, I just, and then she just kind of throws her hands up in disgust and just walks off. And Lillian kind of looks at her like, okay, there is something clearly going on. But to pull Dean into it and kind of put him in the middle here, it's just, it's not cool. And if, like I said, if I were Lillian or Bill, I would be like, how dare you ask my son to keep something like that from his friend and every, I mean, if you need to be the bigger man and tell your wife and kid what's going on, you need to be honest with them, especially your wife in a marriage, your partners. If you want to keep her from your kid, Okay, I guess, but to have his friend keep that over him? No, I mean, that's gonna, it's like a level of trust. You need to be honest with your family. If It would be better for him to hear it from you than to hear it from his best friend. Like, well, how did you know about that? Oh, yeah, I caught your dad while he was heading out the door the other night on my way to the bathroom. Like, how is that gonna make Dean look? Why Cliff want to subject my baby to this torture when he know he can't catch? That's Cliff's problem, you see. You can't tell him nothing about nothing. Thinks he knows everything about every damn thing. Alright, so we're at school the next day and Dean confronts his friends. He's like, Corey said that you guys think I'm petty. Why would you... Gosh. I mean, maybe they do think he is a smidge. Like, oh, he would never be happy for someone else unless it's him getting an award. He's not gonna. It's all. It, it's almost like they feel like, yeah, Dean's got to be front and center of everything. He's got to be. Otherwise, you know, he's gonna be. Be. I mean, if it hadn't been Corey, what if it had been Brad or what if it had been Kisa? That's the thing. What if it had been Kisa and not Corey who had gotten it? Would Dean be reacting the same way? Like, oh, Kisa got it? She's a girl. Even though I have a crush on her, it still should have been me. And Corey is standing right there. I mean, we got Kisa, Brad, and Hampton there. So what is Corey going to, like, deny? Like, I never said that, Dean. You're twisting my words or something. Okay, so you just see Brad kind of do this kind of shrug, like, well, and even Kisa kind of like, uh. but Hampton's one's like, look, Corey said how you've been acting ever since he won student of the week. And Hampton, yeah, he's like, hey, this isn't the first time you've been petty and jealous. Okay, like, are we going to get examples of that? Wait, what? Yeah, what about the whole thing with the science fair and Michael? Yeah, he was so angry because 
Michael, his that bully, was going to probably get, you know, first prize or whatever. And then he went and blabbed this thing that he shouldn't have told about Michael's mother. It's like, dude, you can't handle anyone else being, you know, recognized or represented for something unless it's you. And Dean's like, what? No, give me one other example. Kisa says, you knocked over the checkers board as soon as one of us starts winning. Okay, now I wouldn't do that necessarily. I remember this one time I had played a, a it was like the blanket game of check, like the big blanket checkerboard with the big large checker pieces. And the one thing, you know, and this isn't my dad's mom. This was my mom's mom, who I really didn't um really see that often. But and the thing is with that and the thing that she said that it did kind of make me realize, you know, I still think about that sometimes is because she started winning and then I started like to lose interest. Like, eh, I don't really want to play anymore, you know, but I'm not going to get angry and just swipe the checker pieces off the, you know, and stuff like that. Or even the thing with, with, you know, when Jeremy and I play board games and stuff like that, I'm not going to be like, rah, 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 let's play again. That's not fair. You won and I did, or something like that. Oh, Brad has one. He says, you lick your Oreo cookie sandwiches so nobody else has any. And then someone says, you read everyone else's comics. Just so the pages in yours don't get folded. So yeah, it sounds like they're going on. And then Dean's thinking to himself, you know, the petty thing to do would be able to tell Corey what his dad told him. Told him a big secret to keep from him. Oh my, this is, if, if he worded it, this would not be the way, not in front of your friends. Don't, mm -mm. Yeah, they're all giving prime examples of Dean's pettiness. What, honestly, I want to look up what the definition of petty means. Let me see here. Petty, 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 P-E-T-T-Y. A little of little importance, trivial of secondary or lesser importance, rank or skill. There's got okay. Come on, there's got to be a better definition than that. Uh, characterized by an undue concern for trivial matters, especially in small-minded or spiteful way, he was prone to petty revenge on friends and family. Gotcha. Okay. Kisa was saying something that kind of got overshadowed by, you know, Dean's inner monologue. And she said something like when his grandmother died. And then Dean's like, well, you're all petty for calling me petty. Like, dude, that makes no sense. What's No, that doesn't make any sense. Like, that's the best comeback you can come up with. Come on. And Dean, like, barrels past them and things <laughs> he's like oh that's all right the old rubber and glue defense what is it if i'm rubber and you're glue whatever bounces off 
me 60 I, I can't remember 60 or something like that however that saying goes adult dean's like yep been getting kids out of losing arguments since time began the whole rubber and glue scenario since he wants student in the week. And this isn't the first time you've been petty and jealous. What? Give me one other example. Knock over the checkers board as soon as one of us starts winning. You lick your Oreo cookie sandwiches so you won't ask for any? You read everyone mm. else's comments just so the pages in yours don't get folded. The petty thing to do would be to tell Corey that I've been acting weird because his dad told me a big secret to keep from him. But I couldn't. So I did the next best thing. When his grandmother died. Well... You're all petty for calling me petty. That's right. The old rubber and glue defense. Been getting kids out of losing arguments since time began. So now we're in the living room and Lillian and Bill are on uh, you know either side of the couch. She's reading the paper. She's working on her needlepoint. Dean comes in and just like tosses himself down in, be in the middle of the couch. He's like, <sighs> and Bill's like, oh, what's eating you? What's up with you? And Dean says, my friends all think I'm petty. I'm saying, well, <laughs> what's Bill going to like? Well, they're right or something like that, I bet. <laughs> and as Lillian was going to say, like, oh, tell your friends. And Bill's like, you're petty as hell, Dean. And Lillian's like, Bill. And Bill's like, he's petty at Christmas, petty with his sister. And Bill even says he was petty as a baby. First time he changed his diaper. Yeah, Bill says he was petty as a baby. When I tried to change his diaper, he was mad it wasn't you and peed in my face. <laughs> well, no, that's probably why. Uh, yeah. And Lillian says all babies are like that. And Bill tells her, you didn't see the look in his eye when he did it. <laughs> so Lillian says, you know what, Dean, ignore your father, okay? And please just tell me why this is upsetting you so much. Is Dean eventually going to come clean about this? Because this is really just creating a, a real big issue between him and his friends. And he's just this pressure to keep the secret that he shouldn't have had to keep in the first place. If Cliff would have just owned up, manned up to this, and just been honest with his wife and family. And Dean's like, well, I guess it's okay if I tell you guys. Because... Even though Cliff did say don't tell anybody, you know, especially not Corey, or, you know, so, but it's like, no, he needs to unload this secret because this is just eating him up inside. And Dean says, I saw Coach Long sneaking out of the house the other night when I was at the sleepover, and he said he was headed to his second job, and he made me promise not to tell Corey. And Dean says, and it's been eating me up inside because I don't want to spill the beans. But now Corey thinks that Dean is acting jealous because Corey won student of the month and Dean didn't. So you can kind of see the dilemma that Dean is in. And Dean kind of looks at Lillian and he's like, uh-oh, she knows something. And yeah, Lillian does, she's like, yeah, well, I mean, I knew it was something, but I, I didn't want to say anything. And she's, okay, so Vivian is Corey's mom's name. Okay, and Cliff's wife's name. So she's like, yeah, Vivian was a little about Cliff at practice. She's a little irritated with him. So I wonder if this might have something to do with it. So 
and Bill's like, oh, well, Vivian's always been a little, and, and Vivian, uh, Lily says, no, I mean, this was like, you know, angry, kind of irritated. Like, it's more than just how you probably normally think she acts. So, yeah, and, and Lillian just, you know, I was uncomfortable. And Bill's like, you know, now that I think about it, you know, Cliff was acting a little, mm, you know what, when I dropped Dean off at the sleepover. So, Lillian brings up another time. Remember last time Cliff acted like this? You know, it was when that thing happened. So, of course, yeah, they're talking over Dean's head. He has no idea what they're referring to. So, clearly... Could it be money issues? Could it be some something's going on? Something's going on, and he needs a second job to be able to cover his costs. And Dean saying like, "Speak English, people." Like I don't get. And Lillian, since she works with Cliff, says he was so tired at the office. He was like falling asleep in his office. He was just wrung out. And Bill kind of jokes, like, oh, you sure he wasn't tired from running his mouth all day? And she kind of gives him, gives Bill a look. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, you're right to be worried. So Bill takes it upon himself just to kind of reach out to Cliff and make sure everything's good. So none of them are going to say, why would you have my son keep a secret like that? That is not, that was not right. I mean, come on. And Dean finally, what are you guys talking about? And Bill says, we're talking about how friends should be there for each other. So Bill gets up off the couches and leaves. And Lillian tells Dean, it's like, thank you for telling us your secret, but it's best that you keep your word with Coach Long. Like, don't tell Corey or anyone else. Yeah, she says, don't tell Corey until Coach Long is ready to tell him. Like, that is his secret to tell. Then he should have told his wife and kid. And poor Dean is just like, he's sitting there like, I was so confused. I had no idea what was going on. Let me go, baby. Let me go, baby. What's eating you? My friends all think I'm petty. Well, tell your You're friend. petty as hell, Dean. Bill. He's petty at Christmas, petty with his sister. He was petty as a baby. First time I changed his diaper, he was mad it wasn't you and peed in my face. All babies are like that. You didn't see the look in his eye when he did it. Petty. Ignore your father. Please tell me why this is upsetting you so much. I I, I guess it's okay if I tell you guys. <sighs> I saw Coach Long sneaking out of the house when I spent the night. And he, he said he was headed to his second job. And he made me promise not to tell Corey. And it's been eating me up inside because I don't want to spill the beans. But Corey thinks I'm acting jealous because he won student of the week and I didn't. Uh-oh, she knew something. I could tell. I didn't want to say anything, but Vivian was a little, uh, about Cliff at practice. Viv's always little. Uh, no, this time it was more, mm, than, mm. I was uncomfortable. It's probably nothing. Then again, Cliff was acting a little you-know-what when I dropped Dean off at the sleepover. Remember the last time he was acting like that? It was when that thing happened. Oh, speak English, people. When he was tired at work, he was falling asleep in his office. You sure he wasn't tired from running his mouth all day? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right to be worried. I'll reach out to Cliff to make sure that everything's all right. What are you guys talking about? We're talking about how friends should be there for each other. 
for trusting us with your secret. But for now, it's very important for you to keep your word with Coach Long. And don't tell Corey until he's ready to. You understand? Totally. I was so confused. I had no idea. And Mom... I guess Dean is relaying this to Kim. Oh, gosh. And, yeah, so he's in Kim's room talking to Kim about this. And Kim's like, well, why would Coach Long make, why would he need a second job? He makes more money than Mom, but even though he doesn't do half the work she does. Well, that's because it's 1969 and he's a guy. And she says, you know, he shouldn't need a second job unless, and Dean's like, unless what? And Kim's like, unless he's spending all that, you know, money, all that extra money, he's got to make it back somehow. And Dean's like, well, I mean, they do buy that fancy mustard. You mean the Grey Poupon? Did that exist in 69? I have no idea. So, Kim kind of chalks it up like, oh, he must be gambling. My friend Lorraine, her father, lost her house in a card game. And they had to move to Arkansas. Like, wow. And Dean's like, I thought they wanted to move to Arkansas. And Kim says, nobody wants to move to Arkansas. Yeah, they had to sell off everything. Furniture, jewelry, cars. Cars? So, Dean's like, gambling? This is an even bigger secret than I really... You don't know that, dude! You are just taking what Kim is saying and trying to put it together with this secret. Trying to figure things out. And it's just like, oh my god. Oh my gosh. Don't you dare tell Corey that you think, oh, I'm sorry, your dad has a gambling problem or something. Like, ugh. No, just, no, just keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything. And eventually Cliff is going to come. He has to, right? He can't keep this secret forever. It's going to run, it's going to catch up to him. Like, oh my God, I swear if he got a credit card. Because come on, that credit cards had to exist in 69, right? They had to. I mean, they might have been new, but they must have, right? I can't see a limit being humongous.
Corey asked Dean, like, hey, um, you want to go with us to give the candy lady get some candy? And Dean's, like, his mouth is like a steel trap. He is not, like, um, and Corey's like, Dean, hey. And Dean's thinking, like, no, 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 no. I managed to keep my mouth shut this long. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start flapping my lips now. I'm not gonna do it. He is, this is eating Corey about, apart too. He's like, are you seriously not talking to me because of that dumb student of the week thing? He still thinks that's what this is about. Gosh, this is just ripping their th friendship to shreds. Dean's like, no, I don't care about that dumb thing anymore. And Keith is like, you know, for how you're acting, it seems like you do. He is gonna... There's only six minutes left of this episode. Somebody say or do something! Oh my gosh! This isn't gonna be an arc that carries over to the next episode, is it? Because I, I want this resolved. I want it taken care of. I want their friendship cemented and back to normal. Because it's just making Dean look bad and it's just, just breaking poor Corey's heart. Like, his best friend is just icing him out, basically, it feels like. And... Yeah, Keisley, you know, it sure seems like you do. I mean, you still have a chance to be the second black student of the week. And Dean thinks to himself, nobody remembers the second black anything. Oh, come on, dude, really? Corey is losing it. He is, oh my gosh, he's just lashing out at Dean because he doesn't know what else to do. He's like, why are you being so stupid and childish? Like, dude, they're going to start a fight. Oh my gosh, this is gonna it's starting to escalate now. Oh, Dean, no! This isn't how the way! He's like, I'm not being stupid and childish. I don't, just don't want to have to tell you that your family's broke, your dad's a gambler, and, and you're probably going to have to move to Arkansas. Why would you say, oh my, you got to not talk to Kim anymore, Dean, okay? Just don't, don't talk to your sister anymore because... She's filling your head with things. Just because that happened to one family doesn't mean that's going to happen to Corey's family. But in the fact that Kisa is standing right there. Not that she's going to go off and say anything, but still. I mean, and the thing is, Kisa knows about, you know, her family doesn't have a whole lot of money either. So, Ugh. It's like, until your his dad tells him, you really... But then again, I get it. The friendship is on thin ice because Corey just feels like my friend isn't being my friend right now. And he's keeping something from me. I would like, tell me, what is it? What is going on? Why are you being like this? I mean, if I were Corey, I'd be like... If my friend were acting like Dean, I'd be like, there's something going on. There has to be, because you don't normally act like this. So, this is how Corey reacts. He says, look, man, I know you're jealous and everything, but you don't have to make up lies. So he just thinks, like, he's still riding the Dean is jealous because I got student of the week train here, and it just really run its course. <laughs> So, Corey heads off in one direction, Dean heads off in the other, and Keisa's like, what do you owe me a Snickers bar? Like, where are you going? We, you said candy lady, we're gonna go see the candy, I want my Snickers! Don't stop by the candy lady's house and buy some candy? I will, as long as you're paying. Fine. Dean, you coming? Dean. Uh-uh, not getting me. 
lockbox. I managed to keep my mouth shut this long. I wasn't about to start blabbing now. Are you seriously still not talking to me because of that dope still another week thing? What? No, I, I don't care about that anymore. From how you're acting, it seems like you do. You know, you still have a chance to be the second black student of the week. Nobody remembers the second black anything. Why are you being so stupid and childish? I'm not being stupid and childish. I don't want to talk to you because I don't want to tell you that your family's broke, your dad's a gambler, and you're probably going to have to move to Arkansas. I know you're jealous, man, but you don't have to make up lies. Okay, so it looks like it's later that evening. <coughs> Dean's coming down the hall, and Cliff is over there, and it looks like Vivian tossed him out, like, as in, you can't stay here until we figure out what to do next. So, or maybe the fact that he didn't tell her what the secret was, or what's going on, he's like, well, if you're not going to tell me, you can't stay here. So, yeah, this isn't... Uh, what is the deal exactly? Something's going on. Bill says, hey, look, you can stay here. You can sleep on the couch. Okay, what is, this? seriously, what's going on? Um, oh, they're on the out. Oh, my gosh. So, this could be a marital issue because he says he's been Going and sneaking out of the house and staying in motels so Corey won't find out. Oh my gosh. Could Corey's parents be divorcing? Or are they just having marital issues? Because the fact that... So he doesn't have a second job. He's just staying in motels and stuff like that. Like This isn't good. Bill's like, look, you can stay on our couch, alright? Sometimes I get it. You know, sometimes you just gotta stay away and let things settle down. And Bill kind of jokes with him and says, you know, I won't charge you more than half what a hotel costs. He's just joking with him. So, this is news to Dean. He's like, no new job? No gambling? Dean, you're not the only one that had it wrong. I had it wrong, too. I thought he was, you know, buying stuff on a credit card or running up credit somewhere. Dean comes out all apologetic, like, Coach Long, I'm really, really, really sorry. I didn't know you were sleeping at a motel. And I thought you were sneaking out to a second job. Well, that's because that's what Coach Long, that's what Cliff's told him. Like, oh, I'm just going to a second job. There was no reason that, you know, he would have felt like he had to tell Dean what was really going on. Because really, he'd probably say it's none of his business. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I had no idea you were sneaking out of the house to go to a second job because you lost all your money gambling. Dude, you gotta not listen to Kim. Bill and Cliff just like, <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, that is the funniest thing I have ever heard. And Dean's, and I accidentally told that to Corey. Dude, urgh. Great. So, Cliff goes over to Dean, and he's like, Dean, look, it's okay. Look, I, I should have never lied to you in the first place. Or asked you to keep my seat. Yes, thank you. Cliff is taking responsibility and just owning it. Like, yeah, you really shouldn't have asked him to do that. 
And Dean's like, I'm guessing you and Miss Long are having some pretty big problems right now. Like, dude, that really isn't your business, but... If they're going to sit down and talk to Corey about this, then they're going to do that. But that's up to them when and how. And Cliff says, you know, problems don't necessarily have to be big for married folk to have them. So it could even very well be a bunch of little things. And he asks Dean, he's like, you understand what I'm saying? And Dean says, yeah. And Dean's like, uh, No. And Cliff's like, look, sometimes there's just problems in a relationship. And Cliff says, and it's important for me to remember that I didn't make vows to never have problems. That's the thing with, yeah, marriage, you you make those vows and stuff, but it's like, there's never not gonna be a disagreement about something because you're two different people. Even people that agree on a lot of stuff, there's always gonna be something that you don't agree on. And honestly, you can only compromise so much, too. So, Coach Long says, I vowed to work through them. So that's right. And Coach Long, I like that he is just being straightforward with Dean, just saying, like, you, your folks may not have any problems, but if they do, me and Mrs. Long will be there for them, too. I think that's how we do. We, we help people out. We're there for each other. And Coach Long says, your dad can sleep on my couch. <laughs> Bill's like, whoa, what makes you think it'll be me? <laughs> and, of course, Bill's like, he comes over, he's like, oh, what, what makes you think I'm wrong? Maybe it'll be Lil being Lillian there sleeping on your couch. And Coach Long says, what, you think I'm here because I'm wrong? <laughs> oh, old oh, Cliff trying to be the big guy here. Like, look, she's lucky. She got to my bag before I got to hers. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, she already packed your suitcase. Like, here you go. You're staying somewhere else tonight. But yeah, Bill and Cliff kind of laugh about that. And he turns to Dean and he gets serious again. He says, you know, look, sometimes all you can do is, uh, you know, be there. And Bill's like, come on, let me get you this drink. <laughs> And Dean says, you know, I didn't know what his and Mrs. Long's fight was about. It didn't matter. And Dean's saying, you know, now as an adult, you know, after, you know, I've been married several years myself and experienced the ups and downs, I truly came to understand what my dad and Coach Long were saying to me that day. It's like, yeah, it's it's something that you're, as a kid, you're not going to get it until you're there one day and you've been married for a handful of years and you kind of get what there goes. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, a parent can try to explain something to you as best as possible and you can try to take it in as much as possible. But until you go through it yourself, you're not going to understand. You can be supportive and everything. Like, yeah, I get it. But you don't really get it until you go through it. And Dean adds, and thankfully, my wife and I had a guest room above our garage. <laughs> Just like the Seavers did in Growing Pains. <laughs> you want to welcome people on our couch. Trust me, I understand. Sometimes you got to let things settle. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Man, it's been hard sneaking out the house, staying in motels, so Corey won't find out. I won't charge you more than half than what a motel would cost. <laughs> <laughs> no new job? No gambling? I had it all wrong. 
Coastline, I'm really, really, really sorry. I I didn't know you were sleeping at a motel, and I thought you were sneaking out to a second job because you lost all your money gambling. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I accidentally told that to Corey. Dean, it's okay. Look, I should have never lied to you in the first place or asked you to keep my secret. I'm guessing you and Miss Long are having some pretty big problems right now. Well, Dean, um, problems don't necessarily have to be big for married folk to have them. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Sometimes it's just problems in a relationship. And it's important for me to remember that I didn't make vows that never have problems. I vowed to work through them. Now, your folks may or may not have any problems, but if they do, me and Mrs. Long will be there for them, too. Your dad can sleep on our couch. <laughs> oh, what makes you think it'll be me? What if Lil's in the wrong? Maybe she'll be the one on your couch. But you think I'm here because I'm wrong? Look, she lucky she got them my bag before I got to hers. Well, you know what I'm <laughs> Well, um, look. You know, sometimes all you can do is, uh, eat it. Come on. Let me get you this drink. Please. <laughs> I never knew what he and Mrs. Long's fight was about. It didn't matter. After I'd been married several years myself and experienced the ups and downs, I truly came to understand what my dad and Coach Long were saying to me that day. And thankfully, my wife and I had a guest room above our garage. So, yeah, Bill and Coach Long are kind of hanging out, like, shooting the breeze, talking about, like, how bad husbands have it. Just, you know, low enough so Lillian doesn't like, what's Coach Long doing here? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, just kind of, you know, talking the talk about, you know, I mean, girls do it, you know, about their their husbands, boyfriends, significant others. You know, we know guys talk stuff too. That's just, the, that's how you do it. You air, you air the breeze. So, of course, we know, you know, Dean's got to make this right with Corey. He's got to, like put everything to rest and just uh yeah we gotta fix this friendship guys just like like kevin and paul you know Corey and and dean man they gotta you gotta be right with each other yeah dean realizes you know he's gotta be there for Corey too it's like they're best friends like this is something that should be celebrated, him being student of the week, and now he's feeling bad. Like, I wish I had never gotten it because, you know, my my friend's feeling wrong, you know? He, he probably feels like he can't even feel good about the fact that he got this because of how his friend's acting. So, yeah, Corey does reveal, you know, I just found out my parents had a huge fight and my dad's been staying at a motel this whole weekend. And Corey says they're basically separated. This is going to be hard on him. So the whole side eye that Vi Vivian was doing with, with Bill around breakfast time after the sleepover. And then her just like, he's always got to feel like he's always got to be right. It's always got to be his way. And, you know, that it's like, okay, these are little pieces that are. So Dean's like, actually, your dad's staying at my house. It says, and my dad already told him he won't charge him. 
He says that my dad already told him he won't charge him as much as a hotel do, a motel does. Yeah, he's gonna. Oh, you know, Corey, he. he I guess, look at it's 1969. Parents rarely separated and stuff at this. This just this is just big, big time. And Corey's just like. I, I don't know what's going to happen, man. It's just, you know, this is his family. The idea of his parents, like, not living together and just not being a family is just hitting him hard. You know, Dean's kind of thinking, like, how do I approach this? You know, I wanted to tell Corey that, you know, I was sorry for, you know, what's going on. And, you know, I wanted to apologize for being jealous and all this you know, apologize to him for being, you know, jealous of, you know, Corey getting student of the week because, you know, Corey earned it. He worked his butt off, you know, playing sports and trying to juggle homework and everything. I mean, that's amazing. And he's like, hey, want to go shoot some hoops? And Corey's like, yeah, sure. I mean, if you're okay with losing. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, I'm okay with it. Corey's like, you know, maybe I was a little jealous that you won student of the week and I didn't. And Corey's like, yeah? And Dean's like, yeah, I mean, I think I was just kind of worried, like, with you being, you know, good at the stuff that you're good at now and the stuff that I'm good at. Okay, so this is just, like, Dean feels like, then I just, I just felt like you wouldn't need me as a friend anymore. Corey's like, look, man, it's your fault that I got student of the week. And it's almost like, you know, Corey's saying, like, I had to, like, really, because you're just so smart and you're just talking about all these things I really don't know anything about. It's just like, Corey feels like he has to step up to be able to keep up with, with Dean and everything like that. And Corey's like, yeah, I had to keep studying more, uh, or if I didn't keep studying more, I mean, I knew we couldn't stay friends because I never knew what you were saying with <laughs> those big fancy words and whatnot. This is, it almost looks like it's like Nerf, like that, you know, like the little basketball, like hoop thing, but it, I don't even know what they're, I don't think that's like there, at first it looked like a round, like Nerf ball type of thing, but I just, I don't know, I didn't think Nerf existed back then. But I don't know. And, of course, he doesn't get... Oh! I, what he said, hey, you want to shoot hoops? I thought they were, like, going to go outside and, like, shoot hoops in the driveway or something. I didn't know that they were playing with this little mini Nerf, soft Nerf ball thing. And, of course, Dean misses, and Corey's like, you know, you'll get him next time. <laughs> ah, I just, I love their friendship. I really, really do. They're really cool. And Dean's like, oh, so petty. And then adult Dean's like, the dynamic duo were back. And yeah, after a couple of weeks, Dean got to go back to Corey's for another sleepover. That's what I was going to say. <clears throat> for an episode called The Sleepover, it felt like that sleepover felt like kind of a one. It, like it was there, and then for the rest of it, it was just Dean keeping this, you know, Coach Long secret and stuff. And I was like, should have been called The Secret or something. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't have to share the bottom bunk with Hampton, because Dean's like, hey, at least this time there are no feet in my face, but that didn't stop Mother Nature. Oh, it's kind of good. You do, you seriously, see, that's the thing with me when I was young, like younger than Dean here, my cutoff time for liquids, I was told, was like 8 o'clock, so I didn't have any, you know, bathroom issues and whatnot during the night. Did he walk into the wrong room? <laughs> 
Because, yeah, yeah he's, he's like, gotta go to the bathroom. And then goes and opens the door and, like, thinking, wait a minute, that's not the bathroom. So Coach Long and his wife are making up. They're back together now, judging by what Dan's just saying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, and Dean's like, yeah, it's pretty much clear that the Longs had made up. And he goes and takes a phone off the hook and then he runs back to the <laughs> and of course now Corey, uh, Dean is all like yeah and it's also clear that Coach Long and I now had another secret oh gosh you imagine walking in on your friend's parents like I get it's late at night and everything you're going to the bathroom but you're not like half asleep like dude, watch what door you're opening and the fact like if you're gonna do that and you got like your kids gotta sleep over did, did, did doors come with locks back in 1969? They must have, right? Bedroom doors? Come on. Oh, my God. I have never, ever had an instance where I'm, I walked in on anybody doing that. Thank goodness. Not at that age, either. I'd be like, ooh. Innocence. <laughs> As Daddy and Coach Long commiserated over how hard husbands have it, but just low enough so Mama didn't hear, I realized I needed to be there for Corey, too. I just found out my parents had a huge fight. My dad's been staying at a motel this whole weekend. Basically separated. Actually, your dad's staying at my house, and my dad already told him he won't charge him as much as a motel does. I just don't know what's going to happen, man. I wanted to tell Corey not to worry, that everything would be okay. I wanted to apologize for being jealous of him being student of the week, because he did earn it. Want to shoot hoops? Sure. If you're okay with losing. Yeah, I'm okay with it. You know, maybe I was jealous that you went student of the week and I didn't. Yeah? Yeah. I think I was scared that if you're already good at the stuff you're good at now, and the stuff I'm good at, then you wouldn't need me as a friend anymore. Man, it's your fault I got student of the week in the first place. Oh. Wait, my fault? Yeah, I had to start studying more. We couldn't stay friends. I never knew what you were saying with those big fancy words and whatnot. <laughs> it's okay, Dean. You'll get him next time. <laughs> so petty. <laughs> the dynamic duo were back together. <laughs> and after a couple weeks, I even got to go to Corey's for another sleepover. This time, there were no feet in my face. But that didn't stop Mother Nature from making her call. So that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I liked this one. I like that 
I would think one thing, but it would be like, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, if you're going to get along, you're going to get divorced. Like, no, no, no. Just because people have disagreements does not mean it's going to lead to separation and divorce. So, yeah, and, and I, I liked how Coach Wong, at the end, he did apologize like it was wrong of me to ask you to keep that secret. And just explaining to him that, you know, just because, you know, I, when I took my vows, I didn't mean that there wouldn't be problems. I just meant that, you know, and also that, you know, I would work through, I vowed to work through those problems. I didn't vow that there wouldn't be any problem. Yeah, and the thing is, he's like, yeah, it's like, the that's just how people are sometimes. You just gotta separate, you know, sort things out, and you'll come back together again and everything. So, uh, definitely wondering words of wisdom for this episode is, um, look, it's always gonna be someone else is gonna come along, and they're, they're gonna have their moment in the sun. It can't always be you every time. And you just, you got to be the bigger person. You got to say, hey, great, congratulations. And and mean it, too. Don't just like, <laughs> but, and another thing, it's like, definitely, it's like, you're an adult, don't ask a kid to, like, if they catch you doing something out of the ordinary, don't ask them, like, can you not say anything? Can you just, come on. That is just not right at all. So... Own up to it, be an adult, take care of your business, but don't ask someone, you know, a kid, or like, oh, don't say anything. Come on, come on. So, next month, or, yeah, more than likely it's going to be next month. I, I will try to get two episodes out, because now we're going to be on episode 17. I would like to do 17 and 18 next month, and then, um... We'll see about uh, July and August and stuff like that. Because I don't know, since I did get season two, the show's been renewed for season two. I don't know when the new season's going to drop. My guess is maybe sometime in September or October. So I do want to wrap this up before the new season starts. But yeah, next month I will be talking about season one, episode 17, Jobs and Hangouts, which aired March 23rd, 2022. Kim is excited to start her new job as a waitress at the local diner, which Dean adopts as his local hangout. When Kim experiences drama with her friends, she finds unlikely allies and a tough co-worker and her younger brother. The thing is, I feel like we haven't really seen, I just feel like we really have not seen Kim with friends. We've seen her with Kwame, Kwame, uh, in the beginning of the show, but even he's just kind of, you know, we hear of him in question. We don't actually ever see the actor who plays him, except for, like, the pilot or the second, I think it's, like, the second episode. And I'm just, like, so hopefully we do get to see Kim's friends when we're like, oh, why are you working? Why do you think you need a job? Why don't you hang out with us? And blah, 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 blah. You're always working out. You know, that kind of thing. It's like, this is a good thing. She'll have her own spending money. It also is something you can put on a resume for job experience. Everyone's going to have their first job. And sometimes the first job is not always going to be the greatest job, but at least it's getting your feet wet and getting your feet in the water to give you experience. Honestly, I feel like everyone should at least at one point in their life maybe have a fast food job just to realize just 
to aim higher, basically, like, this is not what I'm striving for, this is good to get my feet wet, but this is aspiring to do more and be better, right, right, so, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a career in the fast food service industry, or the customer service industry, or retail, or anything like that, you do what you got to do sometimes, you take the jobs that sometimes you normally wouldn't if you didn't have to, or if you want to, go for it. But don't look down on someone just because they have a job that you think, like, oh, why are you wasting your time doing this? You could be doing this. Maybe they want to do that. So, yeah. All right. So this episode's got a 7.2 out of 70. So, yeah, look forward to that in June. All right. So, yes, yeah, so we got a handful more. We got 17, 17 through 22. And yes, like I said, I do follow the cast. I follow uh, the Wonder Years ABC on Instagram, so I have been kind of spoiled on some aspects. So uh, 18 is Goose Grease. That's going to deal with, I guess, Dean and Bill and his grandfather all getting the chicken pox. Which apparently there's a vaccine for chicken pox now. I mean, when I was a kid, I got chicken pox because, you know, my younger cousins did when I lived with them at the time. They also had gotten chicken pox. So, of course... Being there, you end up getting... Well, I've even heard... Are there even... They used to do, like, these weird chicken pox parties where it's like, let's just expose our kids all at once so that way they'll get it and, you know, get over it. But then isn't... I swear, like, the adult version of that... Isn't the adult version, like, shingles, basically? Or... Because I was asking Jeremy about that. I'm like, so if you get chicken pox as a kid, could you still... Like, you would be susceptible to getting shingles as an adult. I've heard that is very unbelievably, extremely painful. Oh, my gosh. From some people that have had it, it's just, wow. I hope I never get shingles. And what a weird name, shingles. It's like, you put shingles on your roof. I don't know. Where does some of these names for these things come up? Chicken pox. When has a chicken ever had spot? But then it's like goosebumps. You know, like, I don't know. Weird names. Uh, Love and War, episode 19. Bill's New Gig, episode 20. 21, where no Dean has been before. And the season one finale, Love Dean. So, yeah, I am looking forward to I am happy. Honestly, I am so happy we are getting a season two. When it comes to season two, over, I'll hit that bridge when I come to it. As far as how many episodes am I going to be covering, I'm definitely not doing one a week. If I can manage two a month, I will see what I can do. But as of right now, I am still doing, you know, Full House and Fuller House. Well, mainly, mostly Full House episodes. So even that coming in 2023 is probably going to be like a couple episodes a month just so I can fit other things in and stuff like that. So we'll see. Because if I keep how I'm going with Full House, then that podcast is going to be coming to an end at the end of next year, at least the Full House portion. So, Or I can split things up, stretch it out, and make it last to 2024. So it's up to you guys. Well, it's mainly up to me and just kind of whatever, what you guys are thinking about that. I like, I can, um, cause I really love the, the podcast and I read the full house podcast. And if I can stretch it out to 2024, you know, do some 
Fuller House episodes here and there. We'll see about that. But, um, yeah, look for Jobs and Hangouts in June, along with Goose Grease, possibly in late June. So, yeah. All right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hi, oh, I am so excited to go to continue the journey with Dean and his friends and the Williams family and the Long family. Just, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait. So, heck, if we even get a total of six seasons like the original, I would be down for that. I want to see these kids. I definitely want to see different because as Dean is getting older, he's going to be facing because eventually, you know, Dean's going to get out of junior high. He's going to go into high school. I want to grow with these characters. I really am attached to these characters. I do really want to see more development on, um, like, because we did have not just episodes about Kevin that were our main focus, but we had them on Karen. We had one about, you know, a handful on Wayne. And um, I just, yeah, I definitely want to explore other characters, too. I mean, there are even some that are kind of, you know, centered semi on you know, Paul and Winnie, too. So I kind of, like, I'm interested. Like, let's explore these other characters. Let's bring some more depth. Let's learn more things about them than just surface-level stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah, if you guys want to email the podcast, you can do so at lbomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send a review, if you want to put up a review on iTunes, I would love that. Search the Wonder Years, the Looking Back at My Wonder Years podcast will pop up. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. You can even use emojis for either show. I would love to try to figure out which character you're referring to. That would be so awesome. So, all right. Bye-bye, everybody.